Welcome to The Daily Diagnosis, a healthy lifestyle podcast provided by Ogden Clinic. We're your prescription for health-centered conversation, stories, and advice. Hosted by myself, Parker Shaw, and featuring the talented providers of Ogden Clinic, you'll reach a positive prognosis for your podcast addiction by listening to The Daily Diagnosis. All right, welcome to our very first episode of The Daily Diagnosis. Um, I'll, we'll just really quickly go around and introduce myself. My name is Parker Shaw, and I'm going to be our main host for today. And then my name's April Tafoya. I'm also on the Audit Clinic marketing team, and I'm going to join Parker. Perfect. And I'm Dr. Ron Rigby. Perfect. We have Dr. Ron Rigby here with us. We are so excited that he is our very first guest um, he works um, doing a lot of different aspects of medical weight loss, and we're really excited to hear his story today. So, Dr. Rigby, just go on and tell us about yourself. Okay. Obviously, Dr. Ron Rigby. And I have been part of Ogden Clinic for several years, um, and I have a family, a beautiful wife of a long time. She'll, <laughs> she'll forget me, or hopefully she doesn't get mad at me for <laughs> forgetting how many years, but four kids and being part of Ogden Clinic has been great. Um, I like to be very physically active, and which always helps, especially with the medical weight loss aspect, but excited about this new adventure and talking about different aspects of our lives. Perfect. And how long did you say you've been practicing? I have been practicing outside of residency for 12 years, but I've been part of Ogden Clinic since we joined Ogden Clinic four years ago. Okay, wow. So you're you're like a, a legend here. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to say yes. Awesome. And where did you go to med school? I went to Ross Medical School, which is actually down in the Caribbean. So I spent four years down in the Caribbean. Then I spent two years on the south side of Chicago. And then I started residency in Missouri and ended up in Reno, Nevada. Okay, that sounds amazing. Going to <laughs> people probably always say that going to medical school in the Caribbean sounds like a dream come true. It's, or I it, mean, you're studying the books, but it's a third world country, so it has its benefits, mm -hmm. has its drawbacks too. Okay, so. very cool. All right, so I guess kind of diving into your profession to professional career, what is your favorite part about your job? Uh, my favorite part of my job is actually helping people make lifestyle changes. And it sounds ironic for a doctor to actually help people get off medications. Okay. No, I like that. And I think we'd like to delve into that a little bit more. Um, what is unique about you? Unique um, is I delve into or work, I'm a, I'm, I guess I should say, board or a diplomat of the American Board of Obesity Medicine. So there's not a lot of doctors around here who deal with weight loss or obesity medicine. Awesome. That is really awesome. Well, I think we'll just d dive into our topic for the day. So today we wanted to get your unique perspective on medical weight loss and working as a medical weight loss specialist um, who's undergone his own successful transformation and weight loss journey. Do you want to kind of tell us a little bit of your story and how you got to where you are today? I can definitely do that. So growing up, I have a family who have bigger people. So I've always been bigger, played football on the offensive line. So obviously the bigger people always heavier than most of my friends, um, tried to do as, tried to be very physically active, trying to do the things we always talked about, trying to be healthier, um, got into med school with the stress of med school, started gaining more weight, um, then got out of med school and went into residency, which you spend a lot of time in the hospital, you don't always have the best food, you don't always get the best sleep, and I started gaining weight, and my top weight was 250 pounds. 
And my senior year, your last year of residency, I actually ended up in the ER as a patient with chest pain. Wow. Not a doctor. And decided that things need to change. I had a family history of borderline diabetics at the time. My dad had already had quadruple bypass, so basically heart disease, borderline having a di- uh, having a heart attack, and I didn't want any of that for myself, so I decided to delve into trying to figure out what I could do to help prevent those problems. And actually, my senior project or a presentation I had to do in my senior year in residency, I delved into medical weight loss, or at least starting to look at obesity and how to correct some of those problems since everybody, I wouldn't say everybody, but 72% of the general population is starting to gain weight and have metabolic problems, and I wanted to do something about it. Wow, that's really cool. So prior to having that kind of shocking or scary experience of going to the hospital with heart pain or chest pain, excuse me, did you have that ever crossed your mind that you would go in and work in something like that? No, I always actually, before I went to med school, my goal was to actually be a, a high school coach. First of all, cause I didn't think I was smart enough to go to med school, but because <laughs> I wanted to be the athletics have always been really important to me. And that kind of evolved into, okay, I'll go into physical therapy or at least an athletic trainer and when I met my beautiful wife, who got me to think more of myself and to delve into where my interest, then I thought about going to med school. And then I thought about going into sports medicine to kind of do that same idea. And then this led me into medical weight loss or actually trying to get, help people lose fat, not muscle. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah, great story. It is. I think that it helps you kind of also develop empathy for the patients that you're working with who have are dealing with or struggling with similar problems with weight gain and trying to lose it because it helps to know somebody that can have that perspective. Exactly. It can definitely help. So I understand the struggles that they are going through. I understand that it's not as easy as, oh, everybody goes, oh, just do this. And most, most of us, it doesn't work that way. So let's delve into some of the problems Let's look at it. Let's approach it from multiple different aspects. And maybe we need to look at all those different aspects to actually solve the problem. Perfect. So you got to that point where you decided to go into this. And then what changes did you make to your life to have your, I guess you could say, quote unquote, transformation? Well, I started my transformation the day I basically got out of the hospital or basically out of the ER, started exercising more, the traditional things, exercise more, eat less. I was always hungry. Um, I told myself, I'm just going to have to be hungry the rest of your life because that's the way you're supposed to do it. Because part of my undergrad um, was going to uh, Weber State down the street, and part of my undergrad was in um, nutrition. So I go, I know what I've been taught. Let's go back to the basics. Let's go back to the traditional food pyramids, exercise and, and eat less, exercise more aspect. And it just wasn't working for me. So that's when I started to delve into the science a lot more. Awesome. And I guess, could you kind of, I don't know, maybe explain the science behind the tactic that you use? Exactly. I look at everybody's, we've always been taught that it's all about calories in and calories out because your body needs energy. And that's how we look at energy is by a unit of calorie. However, a unit or a calorie from different types of food sources is not the exact same thing. So if I'm eating nothing but ding-dongs, ho-hos, Twinkies, and no, I don't get paid by those companies. <laughs> we are not um, sponsored. We're not sponsored by them, those companies. <laughs> but 
to eat that type of food versus eating green leafy vegetables or fattier meats and stuff like that, the calories might be the exact same, but the hormonal response to those different things is totally different. So now we have to look at it from a hormonal problem. We have, that's where basically how our body works. It's a communication system in our body is through what we call hormones or a, a chemical structure released from one cell to now go tell another cell what to do or a, a communication system. So we need to look at it from that aspect because that's what one of the main systems of your body of helping regulate how your body works. Perfect. That's awesome. So what, I guess, if you're talking to some person, average Joe patient that comes in that is wanting to make changes to their life, what is like the best advice that you could give somebody that's wanting to change? Uh, Look at it from a different perspective because it's not just about the traditional food pyramid we've always been taught to eat. Now, it works for some people. Don't get me wrong. For If it works for you, great. Keep it up. However, most of us who are now metabolically deranged or our metabolic system doesn't work very well, we have to look at it from a different perspective. And let's look at, and that's where people who come and see me, I spend a lot of time looking at different risk factors and different hormonal aspects. And we do a lot of blood work to look into what's really going on because everybody's different. I can't, I've got three people in this room and I, the eating habits for the three people can be totally different. We can't say, oh, everybody's supposed to do this. It doesn't work for everybody. Definitely. Perfect. Well, I, I would like to maybe even get hear some of your experiences, obviously keeping HIPAA, you know, in mm-hmm. check. Um, but I'm sure you've had some awesome experiences in seeing people make changes to their lives. Is there one person that in particular, like a situation or a patient that stands out to you and making a complete transformation? There's actually multiple patients that stand out, but which kind of just doing in general. Because a lot of people come in, they go, I have a goal. So it might be the goal of getting down the, the floor and playing with their grandkids. So there doesn't have to be a ton of weight loss to be able to get down and do that. But if they now feel better, they have more energy, they're in less joint pain, they can get down and do it, even though they might not have lost a lot of weight. It might be that they have, think of another patient who had a heart attack and who was doing the traditional type of stuff, was put on all these different medications. Yes, his, his heart attack was treated and we prevented that, but he's now down 75 pounds and things have dramatically improved. He can get out and do the things he wants. He has more energy. He can enjoy his life a lot more and he's much younger than I am. So he's got a long life to go. That's awesome. It is really awesome. So I guess, mm, sorry, I'm going to pause it for a sec because I'm trying to think where, where I'm going to go next. I had a pretty good outline, but I'm like, what should we, any, any ideas of where we should go next April? Um, I was, I just keep thinking about, cause he has a gigantic practice, just the difference between you and other, like other providers. And you've touched on it a little bit where like when you go to a nutritionist, it's like, you're always going to have to be hungry or you're going to have to watch your calories and stuff. So maybe delving into where your popularity has come from and how you're making people feel, um, like they can do this or that they are less hungry or I, you know, just um, digging into that a little bit or how you're a little different. We can definitely do that. Do you want me to ask him a question to kind of lead into that? No, I think that will actually translate really well. Cool. So in our practice, we approach it from a lot of different ways. We have them come in and we fill out them, fill out a paperwork. So they're looking at their history. So I'm looking at multiple different risk factors, but like I said before, everybody's different. So we might, and some people use, more the traditional type of food uh, eating habits, but then you look into some of the medications. And there's multiple medications that have been what we call FDA approved or been approved by the government to say that they can be used in these 
situation. So we'll use all those different medications if it's appropriate. And we're looking at it from different perspective. But I also, because of that hormonal aspect, I delve into more of a low carb or a lower carbohydrate based diet, or sometimes even to a ketogenic based diet. And unfortunately, nowadays, there are a lot of talks, pros and cons of a ketogenic based diet, and they're going, oh, you're going to hurt yourself and stuff like that. And that's where doing some of the research to understand why and how I can understand and what we can do to help with people. So I do Mm -hmm. delve into and push people to try to go to a more of a ketogenic based diet, especially if there is a history of underlying insulin resistance, which is insulin is a hormone that helps regulate your blood sugar. And what insulin resistance is, is your body has to produce more insulin to take care of that amount of sugar. So if we keep putting the sugar into your bloodstream, therefore you're going to have to produce more and more and more insulin. Well, if we can change the type of fuel, therefore you don't have as much sugar in your bloodstream, we're now changing the fuel source from more of a sugar-based into a fat-based, which is the two main fuels that your body can actually burn. We've always been taught to focus on the sugar, but actually your body can actually burn fat and actually probably more efficiently if we can get the insulin level down enough to now open up in a way, open up the pathway to allow your body to use fat as your main fuel source. Perfect. Yeah, that's that's definitely something different than what I would have thought would be a strategy for combating weight loss. I think that's really cool. Are you finding that um, your patients are more responsive to this or that they can have a heavier, a higher fat intake or that they're staying full, fuller on fat? Is that... The long term, after a while, it takes a while. At first, they're going, well, what are you doing? They expect to be told just eat less, exercise more, what's throw on some medicine. And after they start trying it and they start seeing the benefits, so they're going, well, I don't, I'm not as hungry as often. I feel bad because I'm not eating as often. Uh, but I'm not hungry. So that's the goal is not to eat less. The goal is to eat the right type of fuel. Mm-hmm. I sometimes use the analogy of, of a car with gasoline. I always ask patients, when do you put, when should you put gas in the car? Usually when the light comes on, great. When you go get gas, when should you stop putting gas in the car? Well, usually when a handle pops or it starts coming out or the gauge goes up. And I'm going, I'm assuming your car runs unleaded, just plain statistically, most cars are unleaded versus diesel, that you have to get the right type of fuel. So three things to get out of that. When should you eat? When I'm hungry. Two, how much should I eat? Till I'm content let's put the right type of fuel in well your body needs basically i call it five different fuels you need water you need air if i take the white you're you're dead and <laughs> that that's a really bad thing for me and i don't <laughs> want patients to die so keep putting water in air but we also need fat we need protein and we need micronutrients so salts and minerals and you go wait a minute my body needs sugar yes it does Thank it heavens. is so <laughs> important you have sugar your body has a backup system. It's called gluconeogenesis. And no, none of you have to remember that. But it's a process where your body can actually break protein and fat into sugar. So it's so important you have that for the few cells that actually can't function on fat. It has to have the sugar. Your body can make it. So why, going back to the traditional food pyramid, why are we going and putting most of our fuel into our bloodstream as a fuel that your body can actually make? Why are we trying to avoid the proteins and the fats, basically the essential amino acids and the essential fatty acids that your body has to have? Why are we trying to avoid it? Yeah. Let's flip it upside down. Let's put more of the fuel that your body actually needs mm-hmm. in and try to limit the stuff that your body already can make. Mm-hmm. And after they kind of understand that and they start trying it a little bit, 
they're more willing to do it. Some people still struggle, and again, everybody's a little bit different, the rate ratio and stuff like that, and that's where the practice of medicine and trying to figure out what's best for them comes into play. But the hardest thing is getting past the whole idea of the fear of fat. We've been told to avoid it at all costs. It's gonna hurt us, it's gonna kill us. Yes, it can if you're having a lot of carbohydrates with it. Mm -hmm. So after we can get to that point of let's lower the carbs, let's add more fat to help with that, that can definitely help in the long run. And there is a lot of good science behind showing that this can be very beneficial. That's great. Well, I guess to just wrap things up, we're about out of time. Um, if you could leave us with, or leave, I guess, listeners and us as the hosts um, with one piece of advice, what would it be? Eat only when you're hungry. I think that's great like advice. It. I always need to remember that too. Well, perfect. Thanks for tuning in today for the daily diagnosis. Uh, for more information on Dr. Ron McMee and medical weight loss, visit us at ogdenclinic.com. Make sure to like and subscribe The Daily Diagnosis to catch up on more episodes that we have. We post weekly on Tuesdays and can't wait to share more content with you. Also, if you did like what you heard, leave us a comment below. Thanks and have a great week.